Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Apocalypse Movies Marvel Rewind. My name is Gio, and I am joined today by Mr. Jacob Barley. We are discussing Marvel What If Episode 7. What if Thor were an only child? Before we get into the episode, Jacob, how are you this Thursday, September 23rd? Pretty good, man. Just staying busy, going from work, podcasting, back to work. So, busy day, but I'm always excited to talk MCU stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, Today is my day off, and uh, these days off, man, they are so welcoming and much needed. (laughs) I'm sure. Like, (laughs) it's funny. The older we get, man, the more important rest is and whatnot. Um, Dude, I'm telling you, I... I started working at an elementary school this week and it's been a long week. I cannot wait till Friday. Till I bet. I man. One wait. more day. One more day. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so this is Marvel. What if episode seven? This was, I mean, Stardew kind of hit it right on the head. Uh, just a fun episode, uh, a breather, if you will, you know, like, Hey, let's take a break from all these, uh, alternate universes where heroes are murdering uh, other heroes and zombies and you know um these uh, villains who are taking over the world i'm referencing killmonger or uh, torture episode. episodes like the doctor strange one like he's basically being tortured the whole time yeah yeah like pretty mentally much. and emotionally yeah <laughs> And you know what? Now that I've talked about it right now, I've kind of changed my stance a little bit because this entire episode, I was like, okay, what was the point? But when you look at it in context from the other episodes, it's like this was kind of like a refresher. You know, we talk about Avengers Age of Ultron and that party at the Avengers Tower and how, man, just make a whole like movie on that. (laughs) Yeah, true. That's kind of what we got in this one. We got Party Thor. Uh, a, a result of Thor growing up as an only child. Uh, the episode early on reveals that Odin actually returned Loki to the Frost Giants, where he's from. He's actually a Frost Giant. Um, or they might have another name for that, uh, those uh, creatures. But that once that happens, Thor's whole entire upbringing is changed. Um, we see Odin go into that Odin sleep that we saw in the first Thor movie. And then once that happens, <laughs> his, uh, wife, uh, Frigga, who in the movies is played by, oh my God, what's her name? I can't remember her name. Oh, she's from a Nightcrawler. Renee uh, Russo. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Renee yeah. Russo. Um, Frigga goes off and she's like, I haven't seen my sister. Time to go visit my sister. And so Thor's the like, frost giants are Jotun. So they're from Jotunheim. Jotun. So yeah. they're Jotuns. Jotuns. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And Stardew, I appreciate that in the comments as well. Yes. Um, so Thor goes to Midgard. And it's one of those, uh, you know, you think it's an invasion. It kind of is. It's a party invasion. And then kind a whole of, bunch yeah. of shenanigans begin. A whole bunch of fun cameos. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> sort of a one night stand with Jane Foster sort of, you know, like um, so slide, I, yeah. <laughs> what are your general thoughts on, on the episode and uh, 
you know, as, as, as we reflect on this uh, show. Yeah. I mean, each episode is giving me a different experience, right? The Dr. Strange one is, has been the best one so far. Now that I think about it, it, to me, it's by far the best one. It's the most complex and deals with the darkest themes. And not that that's all means good. It just means they handled those darker themes. Well, they, they all do something different. And this one, you're right. It brought a little levity to the season overall, but it also just, it showed us something different. And I kind of like what they did. It's, I don't think it's going to be, you know, the most celebrated or most important episode when we look back at this season. But I just, I do think it's fun for us MCU fans. And we got to see a lot of things that basically we always talk about these things. What if Thor and Captain Marvel fight, fought? We got to see it. And we got a good idea of what would happen if they had no restrictions and were able to just fully go at each other. So that's pretty cool. And we could, we could talk more about that in a second. But I just thought it was cool because we got to see some things like that. And, and you've never really, I mean, maybe in older movies that we've never seen, but I've never really seen like where a basically aliens do invade earth, but just to party, but in doing so, because these are all superpowered aliens. They're all, they have technology and strength and abilities beyond human capability, right. That we're not used to. So their powers or whatever their capabilities are, are destroying our planet. And uh, so it's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that went on and a, a few things that come to mind. But I just thought it was fun. Not, definitely not my favorite, but it was a good time. Yeah. Um, I So as, as fun as this was, and it definitely had some moments, I'm going to call this what it is. This was very much a filler episode. Um, and I think they may have done that intentionally, you know, like... Uh, Let's just take a break from all the dark and all the, you know, horror-like stuff and, you know, graphic stuff like heroes killing each other and whatnot. And let's just have a freaking party. I'm I felt like I – there were a couple times I felt like, man, should I be having a drink while watching this? Seriously, I know. Like, Dude, I was like – I wish I was there partying with them. I If I heard about this, I mean, obviously people could die from partying with them, but I would have had – straight down to Vegas, but obviously they were all over the earth. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, then the government decides to step in and be like, you know, we need to do something about this because there's way too many parties. It's like, it, I, it was kind of like a, a, a pandemic party, you know, like all yeah. over the globe, everything was happening because of these Asgardians. And so Maria Hill and uh, Captain Marvel, who is featured quite a bit in this uh, episode, they try and do something about it. We get a fun fight between Captain Marvel and Thor. Yeah. Brought me back to uh, that moment in Endgame early on where Thor tests uh, Captain Marvel as she's standing there. And he grabs, you know, the Stormbreaker at that point, And she doesn't flinch at all. And now they're fighting and... She's trying to hold back on, you know, going all out on him, trying to, you know, give him a warning and whatnot. And they end up fighting kind of all over the globe and whatnot. So what'd you think about that? And could we see that in live action? That was my first thought. And I, I was like thinking, I hope so, because I I really that was probably my favorite part of this whole thing is being seeing Thor and Captain Marvel go at it because yeah. We've talked about that ever since Captain Marvel showed up. 
you know, we really the only Avenger that could fight her is Thor. I mean, maybe Hulk at full strength, but even that they've they've very much even Kevin Feige said before the Captain Marvel movie came out, he said Captain Marvel is the most powerful character in the MCU. So, and I do, I I, I basically, and in that sense, I mean, physically brute strength, right? Not like Dr. Strange, I think is probably Dr. Strange or Scarlet Witch because of their magic. But as far as just a pound them fight, I think Captain Marvel is probably the strongest. So we got to see that. And of course, Thor can go toe to toe with her. And it was really funny seeing them, go back and forth and even though it if they were really hitting each other flying across france and great britain they would be destroying buildings and killing people and things like that in real life but they of course they're landing in places where they're avoiding that right but it was still fun and my favorite shot in this whole thing is when they start going like hand to hand and there's it was just for like 10 seconds but they start hitting each other like and they're like blocking and you yeah. see both of their, you see Captain Marvel's like wrist spark up. I just thought that was so cool. Uh, and it's one of these things. It's like they're literally doing like what fanboys will sit around and talk about what they want to see. They're putting it on screen for us. Granted, it's animation, but it's better than nothing. Yeah, and that's the uh, that's the good thing about these uh, streaming services. You know, I know people people are all about you know the big screen theatrical. Uh, viewing experience unlike anything and while that's true as far as a storytelling standpoint you're never going to get these moments of uh you know to to breathe or to relax and like see them do other stuff unless it's on the streaming service which allows for more time to do these kind of things and flesh these story out these character arcs or these little filler episodes call them what it uh, what you know what what they are you know um so they end up fighting and then jane decides you know what i I gotta do something and she literally with the help of darcy who was in this episode quite a bit and uh Mm -hmm. eric selvig you know that little thor crew um who i hope to see in uh love and thunder and some capacity Mm -hmm. they call on hemdale and Frigga to come and get their child, which is kind of what this episode they it very much treated chore like uh sorry, Thor, like a like a child. <laughs> like a know, child, like, yeah. Like, like a teenager and whatnot, you know, like no a way, responsible, yeah. you know, teenager who just wants to party. And that kind of didn't sit right with me. Granted, it is a what if episode, alternate universe and whatnot, but coming off of uh um what do they call him fat thor in two movies it's oh just, yeah you know whatever it so is what for it me is. when they first announced this episode or when i first heard about it i was like isn't thor already party thor he's yeah always kind of been like that right we see in the first thor he's kind of like that but i i actually like this concept because it's very true. You're molded by your surroundings when you're growing up. So like they showed us in the beginning, Loki was always there to kind of keep Thor on edge. You know, without Loki, Thor is an only child and that means he's spoiled and he already is kind of spoiled. But when you're spoiled and you have no one to compete with, you just get everything you want directly. You kind of just, 
don't have any sense of consequence. So I think that was the point of this. And it, I like, because look, I love the Loki character and I love the Loki and Thor relationship. So to see what he would have been like without him, he's not much different, but he's a little more just free will. Um, he has a little bit more free will and just like, doesn't seem to think that he thinks he can just get, get away with whatever he wants. And I kind of like that because it goes to show like you can imagine what if this person wasn't in your life when at a certain time, how would things have turned out? So I thought it was interesting. And of course he still knows Loki. And this is something I've always thought about ever since like the first Thor Loki is from Jotunheim. He's a frost giant. He doesn't look like the frost giants. He never grew up to be the frost giant size. He never turned blue. Is it the environment of his planet that influences his growth? Or how, mm. or is it a magic thing? Did they, did Frigga put a spell on him when he was a baby and like take away his appearance? And then he turned, or did he, because he grew up on Asgard, did he just maybe, I'm guessing the Yodans, maybe they, whatever environment they're in, they kind of take shape and grow up after that. And it was kind of weird to see if he stayed on Jotunheim, he would have became a real frost giant. Yeah, that's wow. That's that's kind of deep, deep diving thought right there for, <laughs> for a what if filler episode, man. And they didn't even. But that's why look, we do this. They, I don't think they're ever going to answer that. Is it an well, illusion? Maybe, but does he? Would he always keep that illusion? I think not necessarily. Yeah, I mean that'd be tough to keep up. You know, I mean you're talking about like every even in, day. In Thor The Dark World, remember, he's pretending like everything's fine. And when then we see what he really looks like after his mother died, he's all depressed. His room's a mess. He's sitting there on the floor with his hair all raggedy. Like, wouldn't we have seen Frost Giant version of him then? Or does he keep like a double illusion always on? Who knows? <laughs> Man, if you, if you ever go to Comic-Con and like, you know, you get to ask Tom Hiddleston. I mean, I don't know if he would know. No, I'm going to ask like, Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige, we need an answer. <laughs> Kevin, there you go. Kevin, if you're watching... Yeah, yeah please. but uh, let's get to the ending, man. Let's get to the ending because, okay, so uh, Frigga leaves, goes to Earth, believes for a while that Thor is doing – That was pretty funny. What does he call it? A knowledge and cultural exchange or something like yeah, that? Yeah, basically, yeah. He's studying – like he says he's studying Earth. Yeah, and trying to share knowledge and whatnot. But then when he grabs his hammer, his hammer has like graffiti on it and some beads. Oh, and, and it has stuff. like party stuff all over it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like busted. But uh, that ending when Ultron mm-hmm. or what what do they call it? Uh, Ultron Vision, something like that. Basically, Ultron and a whole bunch of Ultron bots show up and you think it's Ultron, but then the helmet opens and it's vision and it looks like he has some infinity stones around his neck. If I saw that correctly. Yeah. I'm pretty damn sure. I think he has all of them. Wow. So could this be leading toward the third act of this first season? The, you know, where, he comes and invades Earth. Is this where Thor, Captain Marvel, uh, Captain Carter, and maybe some others start to form to take on this threat? 
What do you think? Yeah, I do think it's leading towards that. And I mean, you know how much I like to stay in the dark about these things, but unfortunately they have ads where they're all fighting the, the Ultron bots in the ads. Like, oh, and I they're like, they're SUV ads. And they're like, they show it in there. But I, uh, I think, yeah, that's where we're headed. I think that's, I mean, I'm not sure because we saw the ego, like at the end of the T'Challa episode, we saw ego approach Star-Lord, like, actual uh peter quill who never became star lord and i thought they were hinting towards that being a huge part of the end but also we got this ultron situation and i so for ultron if you remember in age of ultron ultron built that vision body it was supposed to be his he was downloading his consciousness to that body and it got interrupted and then you know tony and banner put their stuff in there and then thor brought it to life and it became vision so this I'm assuming it, wherever this Ultron came from in his reality, he beat the Avengers in Age of Ultron and actually got his body. So that's Ultron, but he just finally got his body. So that the vision body is Ultron in his physical being. He has armor on <laughs> like Ultron armor. And then he has all the infinity gauntlets in there where I guess maybe his suit is built to activate the in stones, just like the gauntlet is. That's so what I'm assuming. A, instead of a gauntlet, yeah. it's a suit. Yeah. That'd and he can just, crazy. it looks like he can activate them because what were, weren't they like teleporting to that earth? Yeah. So yeah, it, they, they use the space stone to get there. And I just saw that it's nine episodes. So eight and nine, this could be a two parter finale where I hope so. Yeah. It, it carries over from one to the next. Um, so yeah, Captain Marvel, Thor, Party Thor, whatever you want to call yourself in this <laughs> universe. It's getting serious. It's getting real. And uh, we'll see what happens these uh, next two episodes. Before we wrap up, any final thoughts on this episode? Um, One thing that really stood out to me, the animated versions of Thor and Jane have way more chemistry than the real life versions of them. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah which was interesting. Wow. Um, but other than that, no, I liked it. It's fun. Like I, I like these, you can revisit these. It, they're fun. So I, I'm, you know, I wasn't blown away by this one, but it's, it's cool. Yeah. Um, fun episode, filler episode, and, uh, we'll see where it leads to with that. Um, almost end credits, uh, scene. Not really. Um, just that yeah. little teaser at the uh, end cliffhanger i guess teaser cliffhanger. there you go oh shout out to surter too and the statue of liberty that was hilarious yeah, i forgot about Surter that fixing the statue of liberty well like even place. just trying to talk to it at first that was so funny yeah a lot of fun moments in this episode mm-hmm. and that's gonna do it guys that's it shorter episode for marvel rewind not much else going on in this episode but these next two are gonna be huge so come back next week and check us out of course, for Apocalypse Movies, we have our Now episodes every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You guys can uh, check us out there. Come hang out. We love the conversations with you guys. And um, that's going to do it. Jacob, thank you so much for joining me on this uh, conversation. My name is Gio. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Until then, take care. <laughs>